Hey there, my name is Janny and I'm the host of What's On Your Mind. I interview guests about their weekly musings and Wikipedia rabbit holes, like toxic beauty standards, or the impact of redlining, or bees. Whatever it is, we'll process it together. We'll all learn a little something and take another step in creating our own stories, all while adding another laugh line to your face. Cachet and Spencer are the co-authors of the Little Known Heroes series, children's books designed to help families grow closer and, by extension, make our society better. They're always working on projects together, whether it be a mutual dream or just supporting each other's. I can't wait to be a part of your fan club and buy your books and stream your music and follow along with all of the amazing projects that you both have. Hey, Cachet and Spencer, what's on your mind? Oh man, what is on our mind? Such a good question. I feel like there's been so much on my mind lately and I am sure Spencer feels the same way. Um, I am a wedding planner by day. So summer is like peak season. So I'm in peak season. Spencer's a programmer by day. Um, and then by night we do like a million different things. So we are, we've co-written some children's books. We have a band, we're working on side projects of developing software. So when I think about what's on my mind the most, I've been thinking a lot lately about work-life balance because cool. work and life with like what we choose to do overlaps so much. But I, I don't know, I guess so I thought a lot about work-life balance, but recently I was on the Instagram. I'm sure you've heard of it. They were like, it shouldn't be work-life balance. It should be work-life harmony. And so that has been on my mind lately is like, how do we create this work-life harmony? And then how do we create life harmony in general with like all the things that we're doing and plans for a family in the future? So that's that's been on my mind lately. I don't know, Spencer, what about you? Uh, so much of a better answer than I had because like, like what's literally been on my mind. So I just keep, uh, I'm pondering over a software that I'm making for Cachet. So like today, even while I was working on other software, I was like, mixing the two and they're in different programming languages. So anyway, like just looking for how to, how to compose two symphonies simultaneously, how to make something that can help Cachet with her future endeavors. Spencer, so you're also seeking harmony. 100%. Yeah, I want to. It's harmony in your programming. Makes me think of the part from Parks and Rec where they're like, and now we're going to play an hour of jazz. <laughs> oh my, you know, so many just wonderful things just happened here, which I love when Cachet, you said what's your on your what was on your mind? Spencer was like, wow, really? <laughs> so <laughs> I loved that. Well, that's really cool. I have so many just follow-ups for both of you. Um, Cachet, I guess I'll just start with you since since you started, but um I love that idea of work-life harmony. I feel like we must have been scrolling in the same algorithm because I saw something that said work-life synergy, which to me it's like synergy and harmony. It's very, it's very similar. Um, and I like that a lot because, um, I guess before we officially started, I was sharing too, that I also just balance all of these things and balance to me as like, it almost just seems like the minimum now. Like, I don't want to just be balancing. I want to be thriving in all my areas in a way where I'm not stressing myself out, but that even if I'm thriving a little bit in all areas that I still see that as a success. And I've been really, I've been thinking about that a lot too. I love that. I, even like when I think of balance, the visual that comes to mind also, you know, coming up is literally like Simone Biles <laughs> on the balance beam. And even when I watch it, like I, I can't do that. No, I can like dance, yeah. but I can't do that. But even watching it and knowing she's a professional, like gives me that like 
heightened sense of tension of like, she's still going to stick the landing. And then when I take that image and I like superimpose it over my life, balance is not what I want. I don't want to be hanging in the balance of all of these things, hoping that I don't fall. Right. Like that is not where I want my life to be. And I felt like that's where I've been is in that standing on the balance beam, moving my arms to try to keep myself level and hoping I don't fall. And then when I think of harmony, right, I think, I mean, you, you've done performing, so you get it. Spencer and I are both vocalists. Like that's something that we enjoy. When I think of a harmony, it's, there's the melody, which is what people expect. And I think that like Spencer has expectations for my life and my family has expectations for my life. And I have expectations for my life. And I feel like that's the melody. And then the harmony is what actually happens. And so when I, when I look at that, I'm like, no, that's what I want because the melody is beautiful, but it's not what I have to do. But when I am in harmony, I am, I might not be matching the melody. I might not be meeting the expectations or matching the expectations, but I am happy with the way that my performance is interacting with the expectations that I've had for myself. And like that, I'm like, that's where I want to be. I'm like, kind of there. <laughs> I'm getting there. I'm like, I want, I want the composition with a good melody and harmony and not that feeling of stress on the balance beam. Yeah. I also like the better than balance because the alternative to balancing is a horrific damaging fall Yeah. or a harmony. Mm-hmm. You could, the alto could be late one day, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> you don't have to do all parts at once. I love that. And I was just thinking that too, is like, especially when you, your analogy of like a song and I love that, you know, you both are, are performers and, and musicians, like exactly what you said is that the whole point of harmony is that, you know, you have those different pieces of, of that song, uh, kind of supporting each other. Like you said, like, it's like, they both almost bring out the best in each other. Like they're, but they both would be great by themselves, but together it's just like this, Oh, <laughs> and it's like the same thing, like you said, like, it's like, you know, you don't want to just be trying not to fall. It's how do you just stand there strong, knowing that even if you were to take a step off, like it's really purposeful step off. It's not that you just like fell off and busted your face. Am I taking this analogy in a painful direction? Oh my God. <laughs> oh, we're just taking it. No, you're taking it. Like, I mean, that's just, that's, that's really where my mind goes. Like there is there and and even like there's dissonance and harmonies and that's good sometimes it's so good to have those moments where maybe it's not quite right you did not take it in a bad right. direction you ran with it that was perfect <laughs> oh thank you thank you well and then and spencer going back to what you were talking about i would just love to know more about what it is that you said that you were program programming something for is it for a project that you're working on oh for cachet so yeah okay tell me about that She's a wedding planner and mm-hmm. incredible at her work. So the things that I would be contributing is software to make her work more efficient, faster, so she can do more of the things that she enjoys about her. So I've been doing wedding and event planning now for six years. Um, I love it so much. Um, and I've always worked for other companies. But when I was in high school, I had this dream. And not like a literal dream, but, you know, like a, a vision, <laughs> if you will. Um <laughs> That I was like, I want to start my own wedding planning company. And then I went to school for broadcast journalism and got a degree in something different and then graduated and went back to my roots. And I was like, no, this is what I want to do. But I spent the last six years working for other people. And I finally reached a point of getting over the imposter syndrome, getting the confidence in myself and just like 
realizing the reality that like I do have the skill set needed to start my own company. So um, I'm planning to do that next year, but in working for someone else for six years, I've noticed so many hiccups and so many places where the process could be faster or better. And it's just not. And I was like, if I'm going to do my own thing, I want to do it right. And I can take everything I've learned in the past six years and incorporate that immediately so that I am not relearning the lessons that I already have learned. And so in one of my like many rants to Spencer about wedding season and the craziness and how much time it takes and all of the nights when I was up till midnight working instead of hanging out with him, um, it was like, I can actually do something about this. Like he's, he's got that skill set to be able to take this vision that I have for software that will streamline um, calendaring, that will streamline and make it more consistent when clients give me information like their guest count or the menu they've selected so that they know what they've told me. I know what they've told me. We all see it. There's no, he said, she said, all of the deadlines auto-populate. So if I'm in a busy season, like active wedding season is when I've got three events a month, I'm not dropping balls, which I feel like I have done in the past and I've been burned for it, but he just kind of took all of my complaints and all of the things that I was like, if I make my own company, I'm going to do this. And he was like, okay, great. Well, let's stop complaining about it and let's do it. And so he's doing it. (laughs) That's really cool. I mean, that I feel like not only then are you setting yourself up for the like on the grounds planner, but you now maybe even have this like cool, like wedding software that you can maybe even sell to like other companies and stuff. That's really cool. Y'all 100%. Yeah. That's the dream. Like like if we could both be working for essentially the same company, that'd be great. What a cool partnership, y'all. Yeah. So you you have spouse, fiance? Yes, spouse. Oh, congratulations. congratulations. I knew that. I'm sorry. Why no, don't be sorry? I am newly spoused. <laughs> yeah. So I love the idea of combining like we have friends who she is a photographer and he is a video game maker. I'm like, make a photography video game. Do something that combines. She's also a teacher. So we're like, how amazing if you made an educational video game that teaches children or like high schoolers, whatever, to use like a DSLR camera. Wait, do you remember? Wasn't it called Pokemon Snap? Like N64. Yeah. And it was a camera one. Yeah, no. Literally the whole point of the game was you like go on a little safari and find the Pokemon. You take cute pictures of them. And then like, I don't even know if there was winning, but like afterwards you just got to look at all your pictures. And the the goal was like some of the Pokemon would like run under bush and you had to like practice timing and like getting really cool angles. And, but I don't think that game exists anymore. I'm sure it exists. We're going to find it. I mean, it's probably like $3,000 on eBay, but it exists. <laughs> well, I'm just saying that was brick number one and you're all, you're all friends can take it take it to the galaxy. Not going to say their names, but <laughs> you can have it. <laughs> So you and, and Spouso find find your, how can you become the, the joint forces? Yeah. Whatever you want to do. We're, yeah. we're figuring that out. Um, so, well, we're both in healthcare. And so he's a, he's a provider. So he's a physician and I work in operations. So that already is kind of like a fun little partnership, but we're, all, we, we are working in two different healthcare systems, but um, we also just moved in together. 10 days ago. So we are, we are learning. Oh, yeah. yeah. Just counting the months. <laughs> Interesting. Okay. We're, we're learning how to navigate life and how to coexist. Right. So, uh, you know, we've taken a few steps backwards in terms of 
you know, like, how do we think of all these amazing projects? And now we're just like, okay, how do we set up the kitchen? <laughs> so like, that's, right. yeah. that's where we're at right now. Eventually, I think we will probably get back into figuring out how to do all these cool hobbies and stuff together because, um, you know, I have the podcast. He also used to have a really cool Instagram web series that was to talk to um, first and second generation Indian Americans about their experiences living in the U.S. and just kind of how that shapes their life. And so I think that there's probably is some room for synergy there, but we'll take it one step at a time. I think we're going to focus on making sure the dogs like each other, getting our furniture uh, moved in, figuring out whose side of the bed is whose, and then we'll and then we'll tackle step two of projects after that. <laughs> That's awesome. My side of the bed is the one closer to the door. So that the serial killer gets me first. Yeah. Aww. <laughs> yep. And then I can jump out the balcony because yeah. that's the side I want. And you keep on. your phone by the bed so that she wakes up. I'm getting murdered. Grabs the phone out the window. Yep. Boom. Yeah. I like the way you all think. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We're just so concerned about serial killers here in the middle of Utah. <laughs> yeah. I'll say, okay. Um, so I was actually going to ask where you all were located and where you're, um, wedding businesses so you do i'm assuming in-person events uh mm -hmm. in utah okay yeah so i work for a company Olio events and one of the best in the state we actually i just went to a gala last night with the company we hmm. won two best of state awards hey um but we actually focus on um destination weddings so it's usually people who come in and get married in park city um yeah, so it's the fun luxury clients. I get a lot of clients from like California, out east in like the New York area, some in the DC area. So it's fun. Big budgets. That must make it really yeah. fun because I feel like for a lot of, well, I will say, speaking from my own experience, budget was like, that's stressful. And so having to then feel like that's not even an issue and the world is kind of your oyster. Um, I bet it's really fun to have clients like that because then you can think big too. It's so interesting because like the way that I look at it is it's 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 just as restrictive as someone on a tight budget because once you break into the luxury sphere, there, there's like a there's a certain level of quality and a standard that people are expecting to meet, and you can't get it cheap if you want that quality. So it's definitely something as I look about, look at starting my own company, I have to figure out where on that spectrum do I want to place myself? Because someone can come to me and say, I have a $25,000 budget and I can make it work, but I cannot make $25,000 look like a $200,000 wedding. No amount of connections. Like you'll still have flowers. You'll still have linens. You'll still have, you know, all the pieces, but maybe you're getting like a polyester linen because we're looking at like a, a 10 to $12 rental, or we're getting this beautiful, high quality, thick, luxury textured linen, that's a $90 rental. But can you tell the difference in pictures? I mean, I can. Can everybody like, no, no but I can. can. <laughs> I know my industry, right? So it's, it's kind of interesting because you can have as much money in the world. And I feel like there still becomes a point where it's still not stretching as far as you want because the standard that you have is higher. Wow, that's so interesting. Oh, wow. Yeah. I love, you know, Spencer was just telling me like how he, you know, if he were to ever have a podcast, it would be to talk to people that have like a really niche expertise <laughs> in something. And I feel like you, you both actually checked that box for me because um, who else would be able to 
give me that yeah. perspective. That's Thank fascinating. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I also, yeah. And we love stepping into things that we just haven't done before. So like the band was something that, well, I mean, I've been in bands before, but yeah. like I'd never written this style. So I'm writing to her voice. So I'm writing music that I've never stepped into before so that she can shine. Like these children's books, we neither of us were authors before. We're certainly not illustrators. And so like every single piece we got to make and learn as we went to make something, I think pretty well. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, I'm sure. Well, I, you know, I was actually wanting to, wanting to pivot to that. So I would love to, for you all to just talk about what, I mean, I don't, whatever, which one came first, but how you all ventured into that world um, of deciding like, okay, we are going to be performers. We're going to be vocalists. And then like, we're going to be authors. Like, tell me how this all started and how it's going. Uh, the way you say it, you're seeing a logical progression between the two. And, and there that's isn't. great. <laughs> <laughs> I could see how an outside person <laughs> would be like, well, naturally. Yeah. Honestly, we... Well, you tell me your version of the story. I won't put my assumptions into your story. (laughs) Like, when we were dating... That seems like a good point for a break. Time for some ads. If you know Jenny at all, you know that she's obsessed with her pup, Oliver. And now that we've arrived, we have two fur babies, Bahu and Oliver. They're both special little creatures with their own personalities and own diets. Oliver is allergic to everything in the world, Bahu is a super high-energy pup that needs quite a bit of protein in his diet. After a lot of experimentation and many vet visits, we were given the chance to sample some of Forza 10's food. Oliver now uses the Grain In Active line, which is chicken-free and great for digestive health. For Bahu, we're going to try out the Grain-Free Legend line. Forza 10 has a top selection of premium, gourmet, science-based, wet and dry food for both dogs and cats designed to address just about every condition your pet might encounter. Try Forza 10 for your dog or cat today and use the code JANNY10 at checkout for $10 off. That's F-O-R-Z-A, the number 10, USA.com. And now back to the show. When we were dating, I'm try- I think at this point we'd like said I love you. We were pretty sure we wanted to marry each other. And we just had a lot of similar hobbies and the thing was just performing like we'd both done musical theater we'd both done straight plays we both were like singers Spencer I mean I'm sure you know has been like a songwriter since he was like 12 like who does that him apparently and so we literally were like just going on a date one day and we decided there was an open mic night at this great place and so he's like let's write a song on the same night and go perform it which is like I mean who again who does that? Spencer. Spencer does that. And so we like wrote this ridiculously cheesy song together and sang it. And it was just so much fun. Like, and I feel like with, with each of these projects, it comes from us being passionate about something and finding a way to make it fun together. So that was kind of how it started with music. And then we just took that and Spencer was like, well, Hey, I've written all of these other songs before do you want to try singing them? And so then he was teaching me these songs and then that turned into him writing music for my voice because I, like I do musical theater and I can do that and that placement, the mix and the mask. But but I grew up listening to 90s R&B and hip hop. So that is what my voice naturally loves. loves. Yes. And I'm an alto. I'm like an alto to tenor baritone. <laughs> so 
that is the best kind of R and yeah. Oh my god. Okay, I hope you all have like a SoundCloud or something because I'm about to <laughs> link it and listen to this. <laughs> yes, it's just it's so fun. So it, it it really it was just it was we both had this passion for something individually that then turned into something together, and then the books were like totally not even related to the music thing. We were doing the music thing before we got married. We've been doing it. Every and the books, when I was in, when I was younger, my, so my grandma grew up in the deep South during um, like the civil rights era. She was like an activist. She's amazing. I love her so, so much. And there was just so much about that time period that you don't learn in school. Like you really just don't. And to some degree, you can't cover it all. You've got a couple weeks in a curriculum, right? So my grandma would tell us just these stories about what her life was like and her experience was like, you know, growing up down in like Homer, Louisiana. Um, she's probably going to kill me because I don't actually remember if that's the town she's from, but she's from like somewhere down there, like the Louisiana, Arkansas, Mississippi, both sides of my family from different areas. They're from somewhere. But she just like told us all of these stories and she specifically told us about this woman named Claudette Colvin. So that's my maiden name and that's our family name. And she was Rosa Parks before Rosa Parks. And she was like a young teenager when she did it with no organization or anything. She just did it one day. And growing up, I think having that shared name was so meaningful to me to feel like I was part of this legacy. We're not related. I am not related to Claudette Colvin, but we shared a name and like that just meant so much to me. So I was like, one day I'm going to write a book about her. And Spencer is just, he's a dreamer. When he gets it in his head that he's going to do something, he, he will make it happen. It might not succeed, but he's going to do everything in his power to try and to make it happen. So he, I told him about this one day it came up and he was like, well, then let's do it. And so we did. (laughs) And it just started from something again, that was like meaningful and passionate for me that then turned into a project that we could work on together that became really fun. And it's grown from like this initial idea of a single book to a series with a volume one. And we're in the process of the volume two. And Likewise with our music, it started with an open mic night with a cheesy song. And now we've released an EP and like a few other singles. We've got like, what, eight or nine songs in the world published. I don't know. What do you even call that? Released? Uh, I feel like you downplayed how cool you are. (laughs) I always say we're very interesting on paper. Yeah. Yeah. I think you're interesting in virtual person also. (laughs) Real person still up for grabs. I threw that line out, but thank you for biting. (laughs) I want to talk about this, the book. So volume one, volume two, and it's a children's book. It's a children's book series meant for like kids five to eight. So we neither, we have a lot of talents, but we cannot draw. We like, so we found an illustrator who happened to go to the same college as us. We didn't know her, but we connected with her through a friend of a friend. So we hired this illustrator. Um, and this Named is, Taylor Allen is yes, the illustrator. Taylor Allen is our illustrator. <laughs> yeah. so, so first one, yeah, Claudette Colvin, the young civil rights activist. Then our second one is Frank Emmy, who's a Japanese-American man who was interned during World War II and combated the draft as unconstitutional. And he was very right. And then the last one is William Dummy Hoy, who was a deaf man from like late 1800s America, who was also one of the best center fielders in baseball history. Yeah. And he's not in the Hall of Fame. Someone needs to get on that. Yeah. If you're listening, Hall of Fame, 
to the What's On Your Mind yeah. by Jan Brad podcast. No, you are. You have a task ahead of you. Okay, I have, you know, I just want to applaud you all so much on, I mean, I feel like just the theme of this episode has just been like, you have an idea, just do it. <laughs> like, I feel like that's what every single thing that you all have said is just, you have a cool idea, you have a passion, just do it, just try just do something. And you have made, you have found a way, at least from my perspective, to find success in all these areas, however you want to define it from an outsider looking in, I would say that, you know, these are successful. You just showed me three printed books in your hand. I would define that as success. (laughs) And also like speaking of these stories, like you, I mean, you authored them, you've published them. And it, I mean, I also just from, you know, my own personal interests, like talk about representation, you're really talking about some stories that need to be out there. And it's just, you know, you're, you're really putting, putting some stories and voices out there from people that need to be learned about. And it's amazing that you're bringing those stories to, to kids. I I want to, can I buy these books and give them to my niece? Where, where can I buy them? Where can I buy these books? Yes, please, please. Yeah. Um, the books are available exclusively on our website, which is littleknownheroes.com and we've got hardcover we've got um ebooks and audiobooks narrated by myself mm-hmm. um that's actually my day job i do like voiceover work <laughs> so but anyway um so it's not just some person like talking like you're on the phone that is what i do um but we've got all of those available on our website the littleknownheroes.com and we ship them from our house right now <laughs> wow. but it's yeah. Yeah. I love that you bring up the like the representation piece. So like as we're crafting it, we've been thinking, so there's like a threefold mission to these books. Yeah. And the first one is that children can see these figures that are heroes from either their own group that's never represented, or just a group that doesn't look mm-hmm. or act like them, that they can see heroism in some other group. Yeah. And the second one is to give children heroes that are real people, right? Because like we all know all the big blockbuster movies, all the superheroes, which are great. Don't get me wrong. Love me a good Spider-Man, mm. Black Widow, 100%. But like, I feel like that doesn't teach kids I can be a hero because that's not really realistic. Yeah, like I appreciate and love Black Panther, but I can't be Black Panther. Right. <laughs> Sorry, I didn't take parkour. Can do it. <laughs> yeah. So that's the second is just to give them real people to make being a good person and being a hero, honestly, just like accessible to people and to kids. Um, And then the third is just relationships are very important in general. And both of us, like we had great parents, don't get us wrong. There just were also a lot of things that we know could have been better. Like I look at my childhood growing up and I, my mom is one of my best friends now, but growing up, I mean, I was like your classic teenager, right? We just didn't have a good relationship. We were always butting heads. I didn't feel like I could be super open with her all the time. And so what we're hoping is like, when you're talking to your kids about ableism and racism and war, if a kid who's like six years old knows that their parents can talk to them about that, imagine the channels of communication that that opens up over time. To be like, I know that mom's going to talk to me about this super hard and uncomfortable topic. That means I know mom will also talk to me about this. Or dad was willing to sit down and do research with me so we can both better understand this. And I know he's going to do that for me later. And I love that your books, like it's kind of normalizing talking about those subjects at an early age, because I think there are um, 
a lot of folks out there who might say, oh, you know, that might not be child appropriate, or that might be too mature of something, you know, let kids be kids. And, you know, maybe when they get older, we'll start talking to them about the scary world. But I like that you're kind of normalizing, you know, it's okay to talk about, you know, these topics, they don't have to be, you know, scary and, and, you know, over our heads, there are, quote, age appropriate ways to inspire kids and to get them to think about things in a different way to where maybe when they do become 15, 16, they can start challenging norms on their own, but it's because they've already been exposed to those conversations um, when they were younger. So y'all are just doing cool things. I love the way you put it. That was great. You're good at listening and reflecting. You're so, well. (laughs) The paraphrase, you got it. Nailed it. Oh, beautiful. Thank you so much for your time. Y'all, I know Spencer from like lifetimes ago. So this is the first time we've like had a conversation in decades. So it was really nice reconnecting with you. And I just can't wait to stay connected to you all. Cause you know, once you're on the show, we're just friends for life now. So yeah. um, I mean, true. we're considering a move to Memphis. So that's true. Oh, that sounds awesome. Well, good luck with everything. I can't wait to just continue. I'm going to, um, get some books. I'm going to give them to my niece. Uh, My best friend also just had a baby. So Erica, you can expect some hard copy books and I'm going to start streaming your music. You got it. Thank you. Thank you. Yes. (laughs) Uh, We are not going to live up to your expectations. No, you will. (laughs) (laughs) You've officially found yourself another fan. So I'm excited to be in your club. Thanks. It's a small club, but we're happy you're here. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, hopefully all the listeners will also be in your fan club too. So thank you so much for being on the show, y'all. Thank Thank you. you. If you've got the time, you can stop the recording. I'd love to hear what your life has been. Sure. Yeah. I'll just, um, I don't know how to stop the recording. Oh, wait. Yes, I do. Thank you for supporting the podcast. Subscribe wherever podcasts are found. And of course, rate, review, and share with a friend. If you want to learn more about me, you can check out my website, jannyrad.com. That's J-A-N-I-R-A-D.com. Head on over to jannyrad.com slash podcast and click on support the show. Check out my Instagram at jannyrad.me. Love the podcast music? That's BK Williams. You can follow him on Instagram, Brian K underscore Williams 28. Thanks for listening.